0: North Carolina lawmakers have now passed a bill to protect women's sports. Now, that is not the way our betters in the media up in Raleigh and around the state, that's not the way they frame this story, of course. They frame it as a ban targeting transgender girls and women who simply want to play women's high school and college sports. So this this uh, ran th- uh, the the bill ran through the uh, the legislature this week. It passed. It went through. Let's see here. So it was on the what Tuesday Wednesday. Anyway, doesn't matter. A proposed ban. This is from Laura Leslie. W R A L. A proposed ban on transgender girls and women playing women's high school and college sports is headed for a likely uh, final vote this was before the vote on Tuesday, Uh, a move that would make North Carolina the latest state to advance similar restrictions. Again, I just point this out, all laws are restrictions. Right? Laws, they don't pass laws to say, go ahead, do what you want over there. No, because they don't need a law for you to do what you want to do over there, right? You just do it. And if there's no law against it, you can do it right and that's why people say there ought to be a law and then there's a restriction and that's what the law is they're all restrictions laura they're all restrict okay if last week's committee meetings were any indicator the measure will likely continue to receive vocal opposition if it passes the legislature you're going out on a limb on that one aren't you journalismer absolutely way out on the limb oh my gosh you're you're still gonna get some vocal opposition. We got three people signed up that spoke against it. Governor Roy Cooper, my good friend Ray, has sought to spur opposition to controversial bills in the days leading up to his vetoes. You see what this is, right? This is Laura Leslie egging Ray on. That's what she's doing. So many times when people in the journalism field write their stories. They write them as if they are attempting to provide, and maybe they are in the, like maybe it is a, a an intentional, uh, conscious approach, which is I'm going to give you some political advice. Here's here's the strategy you need to employ, and what she is communicating, whether consciously or subconsciously, she is communicating this to the governor. And his team, I don't know if he reads or watches WRAL himself or if he has a team that watches it. Because, look, if I'm the governor, I got somebody else to to watch that crap. Like, you watch it, and, the, okay, I say that, that's a lie. I read this stuff, and I'm not the governor. I probably would still read it. But what? Uh, I'd be very busy. I would be very busy now that I think about it, so, I'm, yeah, I might not. I might pay somebody to watch. Okay, I'm down a rabbit hole. I apologize. The uh, The point here is that she is offering up some free Political strategery for her good friend, Ray Cooper, right? She's saying like, Hey, remember that thing with the abortion bill? And you made a big deal about the veto and we got everybody all excited. And we were able to like crank out a bunch of news stories about it over the weekend, which is usually, you know, slow news times. We got to fill the, we got to fill the news hole with something. So uh, yeah, if you wouldn't mind doing something like that again, it looked really good for you. And it's like, so that's what she said. That's why she's saying it like this. Cooper has sought to spur opposition to controversial bills in the days leading up to his vetoes. So she's like, build it and they will come, Ray. He is expected to reject this bill as well. That would set up another override showdown with legislative Republicans who have enough votes to override the veto and would likely do so. Oh, so, wait a minute. so all of this stuff is just she's she, she's predicting all of this stuff is just going to go. As she says, right? He'll veto, he'll be overridden, and that's that. I'm old enough to remember when journalists would report on things that happened, not speculate about stuff that might happen. Or might not. That's what we radio hosts are for. (laughs) No, that's what the opinion people are for. But, journalism. Anyway, supporters of House Bill 574 say that it is un- inherently unfair for transgender women and girls to play against women and girls who were identified as such at birth <laughs> so it's not even so like so now we've moved from you identifying or you being assigned now you're being identified as at birth <laughs> I cannot keep up with this. I really can't. And I read this stuff every day. It's constantly changing. Why are you changing this again? Why do the definitions have to transition? Why? It's like a, a transition definition. So what combined it would be a trans Well, it would actually still just be transition. Okay. Um, so, they say past exposure to testosterone in utero and after puberty makes transgender women and girls bigger, faster, and stronger than athletes born as females, <laughs> even when they're taking hormone-suppressing medication. Well, there's that. Yes, there's the other side of it, which is also uh, that you're you're juicing up young girls before puberty or in puberty. You're juicing them up with a whole bunch of testosterone, which then, of course, is going to cause them all sorts of problems and lead to the, like the hysterectomy. And, and, yeah, they're going to have to, like... Yeah, you're you're messing with their, you're messing with their biology, right? Their, their growth. Forever. For the rest of their lives. Now, I know. I know. It's kind of wacky. But I just want to throw it out there as a potential idea... Is it possible that children might not be able to comprehend long-term ramifications of their immediate desires? Is that possible? They may not be the most forward-thinking creatures, right? Instant gratification is kind of their jam. They want it, they want it now, and they'll fling themselves on the floor and cry and beat their fists and feet on the floor if they don't get their way, right? That's what my experience I mean like admittedly I do not have children, but I've seen some children in my day. In fact, rumor has it I was one at one point. And I recall not being real good with thinking far in advance, you know? Just throwing that out there. Um the bill was ultimately amended to permit girls to play on boys' and men's teams and it advanced from committee to a vote on the Senate floor. So, the, I, I don't know, I think this might be a problem, because now they're going to be able to accuse the legislature of, you know, unequal treatment here. Because if you are a girl who wants to play on the boys' teams, you can. And I actually heard a caller the other day, I forget to whose show, it may have been Vince's show, um, where somebody said that uh, if they, they were playing like intramurals or something, and so they would, they would, uh, you know, pick up some girls and put them on the boys' teams when they were short some players or something, and uh, and in doing so, the girls would get special treatment—not from the refs, but from the opposing players because they would not play as aggressive against the girls as they do against other boys. Um, the bill was ultimately per- uh, amended, as I said. Um, Fifteen other states, mostly. Oh, I love this part. I forgot. Yeah, mostly from the south. She says so. Fifteen other states, mostly in the South, have enacted similar laws. Why do you have to say we're mostly in the South? So, so 15 states across the country. But I guess Laura Leslie wanted to convey a certain... To the measure? That's what it sounded like six LGTBQ plus people lined up. What? No two S where's the two S where's the two spirit. What's up with that, Laura? Where's the two spirit in the LGBTQ? Wait, wait a minute. Hang on a second. Okay. That's just a mistype. Um, yeah. Okay. She, all right. Cause I was like, did they change the order of the letters? I missed that notice as well, but I think it's just a typo. Cause the next, yeah, the next sentence is LGBTQ plus. All right. Six people signed up to speak at the committee. Literally ones of people showed up. All right. Consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. So, the North Carolina General Assembly passed this bill barring biological males from females' sports. That is the headline at the Carolina Journal. Conservative publication of the John Locke Foundation, a conservative think tank. It was called the uh, Fairness in Women's Sports Act. It was passed uh, the Senate by a 31 to 17 vote. All present Republicans voted in favor of the measure, along with Democratic Senator Val Applewhite. Does that name ring a bell for you? If you are an ardent, fervent listener of the show, you should remember the name Val Applewhite, state senator from Cumberland County. I'll come back to her. All other Senate Democrats opposed the bill. House Bill 574 bans biological males and females from participating in single-sex competitive sports designated for the opposite sex at North Carolina public schools. Um from middle school all the way to the university. The bill also determines a student's uh, gender classification based on their sex at birth. (gasps) Don't you mean assigned at birth? Rather than their gender identity, private schools competing against public schools must abide by the new standards as well. Some exceptions are made for female athletes, as women can compete in sports designated for males as long as there is, quote, no comparable female team and the sport is not wrestling. Wait, what? Oh, cause there's no, there's no female wrestling. So now this, this does pose a, a problem. This was a case out of Texas, I believe. Uh, one of the early cases on transgender athletes. It's that there's a girl who is on the testosterone and wants to wrestle against the boys, but um, but is not allowed to, so has to wrestle against the girls, and so now she has a competitive advantage over the girls because she's on testosterone. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, folks, the only answer here is transgender leagues. I know there's not a, there are not enough. Well, I'm sorry, you're just going to have to start trans and more kids. That's the that's the only way here. No, oh, no, you. I think so. If you go this route and like there's the way that you create equity, dare I call it, is um, you have to create the transgender leagues and then you have to allow them to be open to people who want to participate in them, even if they're not trans, right? And that's how you could help beef up the numbers, I'm thinking. Other Republican-dominated state legislatures have undertaken similar measures in recent years, motivated by controversy surrounding transgender females competing in women's sports. Also, I would point out that it's the majority opinion. It's what most people agree with. Most people, yeah, the polling does not support the Democrats' position on this. Democrats don't support Democrats' position on this. The polling shows even Democrats are not as... Uh, as radical as their party is on this stuff. And and woe unto the Democrat who points this out. Now, far be it for me to come to the defense of one Kyle Parrish, for even if I did, he would not know because he has blocked me on the Twitter machine. Kyle Parrish is a leftist who uh, runs, I think, every year for some office, and he loses, like, all the time. Um, I mean, his Twitter handle is Kyle Parrish for Congress. Uh, spoiler alert. He's not in Congress, okay? But he but he runs for the seats all the time. That's because of gerrymandering. Whatever. It's a tough time to be a Democrat in North Carolina, says David Larson at the Carolina Journal. The state Supreme Court, which has been kind of a Democrat super legislature, it tossed out conservative law and precedent based on novel interpretations. So it's now solidly in the hands of Republicans. Both U.S. senators are Republicans, both chambers of the legislature, super majorities, Right. Kyle Parrish sent out a tweet urging his fellow Democrats to stop making transgender rights a centerpiece of their campaign. Outrage ensues. Oh, hey, real quick. Before I forget, Carolina Readiness Supply is prepping for its annual Heritage Life Skills event. It's coming up in July, and you can learn how to be better prepared and self-sufficient in the event of any emergency. Things like homesteading, canning, water storage... Radio communications, herbal remedies, home defense, fermenting vegetables, all sorts of stuff. This is what Carolina Readiness Supply does. For beginners, all the way to the most experienced preppers, Carolina Readiness Supply can help. Get your tickets now at CarolinaReadiness.com. That's CarolinaReadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply, will you be ready when the lights go out? So, Kyle Parrish is this candidate who runs for... Uh, office in North Carolina usually I think every time actually has lost every time and uh he is as uh, David Larson describes him on carolinajournal.com he describes Kyle Parrish thusly quote an entertaining but often obnoxious twitter personality can confirm often obnoxious uh i think he blocked me finally um i think i, I think he blocked me after i asked him what a woman was and he could not answer, and it got comical, and then he blocked me. Um, he did run for Congress and lost unanimously. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know if it was unanimously. I don't think every single vote went went against him, but it's possible. It is possible. It was not close. Anyway, he was reflecting on uh, on all of the losses that Democrats have been able to pile up in recent years, Uh, In the state of North Carolina. So he went on to the Twitter machine. Him being an often obnoxious Twitter personality. And said, said something that none of his fellow Democrats wanted to hear. That maybe, just maybe. The policies they are choosing to focus on. Particularly like the latest gender theories. They just aren't that popular. He said quote. I support trans rights unequivocally. That being said. If the Democratic Party persists in making it a centerpiece of their campaign, they're going to lose. Middle America, suburban moms, and conservative minorities are going to leave the Democrats out of fear. We need to focus, people. Taking a look at three polls released this month, he's got a point. A Harvard-Harris poll found about 8 in 10 Americans, so like 80% of Americans, oppose puberty blockers and gender surgeries for children. But I guess everybody knows Harvard has that right-wing bias in their polls. Right, so how about a PPRI poll? Never heard of them, but doesn't matter. Uh, In 2021, so two years ago, 60% of independents said that uh, that there were only two genders. 60%. Now... It's 66%. It has gone up. (laughs) So this is one of those, just like gun control. This is one of those topics where when I hear people on the gun grabbing side say things like, we need to have a national conversation about like, I say, bring it on. Because the more we have these conversations, the more people agree with me. Same thing. Democrats, 2021, Democrats, who said that there were only two genders, 38% of Democrats said that, <laughs> which, I mean, Democrats go to Democrat, but 38% two years ago. Now, 44%. Even Democrats are coming around to what everybody knew up until like a minute ago. Yeah. Gallup. Gallup asks their views on transgender athletes. 2021 to 2023, here's your difference on these questions. Uh, kids should be able to play on teams that match their identity. Two years ago, it was 34%. Now it's 26%. So it dropped eight points. Kids should be only playing on teams that match their birth gender. Went from 62% to 69%. Right? Right? Everything is moving in our direction. So when the North Carolina legislature, the Senate, votes on this Fairness in Women's Sports Act the other day, one Democrat goes along with all of the Republicans and votes for it. And that Democrat was Senator Val Applewhite. Val Applewhite. She was the... Hand picked favorite in the Democrat primary against Kirk DeVier. Do you remember these names? North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper and his machine got into that primary and they beat Kirk DeVier with Val Applewhite. That was their candidate. She's a black woman, I believe. Uh, and uh, she beat a guy that she was on like county commission or city council with, I forget. Uh, But they had, they'd come up together. In fact, like he had helped to mentor her. They're both Democrats and she primaried him. And the reason why was because Kirk Devier was not a solid enough vote to sustain governor Cooper's vetoes that Kirk Devier had some different ideas on a very few number of issues. And so they primaried him. And now here's Val Applewhite. Voting along with the Republicans. Here's from the uh, Fayetteville Observer. She says she was surprised fellow Democrats in the state legislature. Oh, sorry. She says that Applewhite on Wednesday surprised fellow Democrats in the state legislature. And no doubt many of her supporters when she voted with Republicans on a bill that bans transgender athletes from girls and women's sports in middle school through college. Applewhite was the sole Democrat uh, who voted for it. Uh, it would have passed with enough votes to override a potential veto from Cooper without her vote, right? Because the Senate is a supermajority for purposes of overriding vetoes. So it didn't matter, right? It was going to pass anyway in the state Senate. Now, uh, if it comes back with a Cooper veto, well, she's got a different decision to make, I guess. But right now, yeah, you could vote for it. She said she talked to Cooper She says this is an issue of fairness in competition, and she talked to coaches, referees, and even people in the LGBTQ plus community before making her decision. She said her adult sons were sports kids growing up, and she considers herself a sports mom. She said her phone contact list is is filled with people named coach, designated as coach this, coach that, whatever. She said one longtime umpire told her that he could start to see differences in strength levels between boys and girls at about seven or eight years old. It's that early. It just continues as they get older. But advocates for the LGBTQ plus community challenge the assumptions behind transgender sports bands. They're not assumptions. Anyway, uh, they, uh, Okay, Equality and C is now quoted. Um... There was a part in here because I think she, oh yeah, here it is. Applewhite said she has now received violent threats after her vote, something she had not encountered in her entire career, dating back to when she served on the Fayetteville City Council in the 2000s. Isn't this interesting? Let's see here. This reminds me of a, gosh, it reminds me of a story. Uh, I'm trying to place it. It's been a while. There was a Democratic lawmaker. I want to say she was from Mecklenburg County. And she was like, man, the Democrats make me vote, you know, with them on everything. And they were treating me really badly when I had different opinions about, you know, school choice and stuff. What was her name? Cotham. Trisha Cotham. Right. That's right. Remember that? Remember that whole thing? Yeah. It's almost as if she was right. (laughs) Applewhite says that the LGBTQ plus community was not a monolith on this issue. Um, citing a conversation she had with a referee who she said is part of that community. The person told her some advocates for transgender participation in sports can be very aggressive. If a person did not approach the issue in the way that they would like quote, we have to have a space where we can agree to disagree and wrong, wrong to quote John McLaughlin. You don't, you don't get to have a different opinion about this. Sorry, Val. Now, if you would like to become a Republican, I am sure. <laughs> uh, this is from Timoteo, who says Two Spirit was an explanation of why uh, that guy acts strange. It was never something to be strived for. <laughs> right. um, so the two, people ask what the two S, two spirit is. It's like, it's uh, uh, from what I understand, it is this uh, this idea that. In ancient indigenous people's cultures, they had two spirits, is how they described transgenderism. At least according to the white leftists who made it up. That's the... That's the as, as I understand it, I, I could be completely wrong about that. You should always verify for yourself. Um. All right, so the uh, the polling on this transgender issue in North Carolina... Um, it... it it, it back, and in America, it backs up what Kyle Parrish, the perennial uh, loser of a candidate, um, it backs up what he asserted on Twitter the other day when he said, Democrats, fellow Democrats, we cannot make trans rights the focal point of our campaign. And the data is on his side on that, by the way, and it's moving more and more away from... Uh, well, what I guess advocates would call trans-acceptance, right? It's moving more away from that because when you force people to deny reality, because that's what's happening, and you're forcing people to use words and then you attack them and try to destroy them professionally or whatever because they won't use a word that you demand they use. And, by the way, they may not even know what word to use. And even if they knew... The host of words and pronouns you go by, and dead names or misgendered or whatever—all even if they know all of those terms—if you get to change what you are at any given moment because you are fluid, they can never know that. We're not; people are not mind readers. So just calm the bleep down, you raging narcissists. Anyway, um, how did North Carolina Democrats react to Kyle Parrish's suggestion to maybe put the issue on the back burner? Asks David Larson from Carolina Journal. Well, about as you would expect. The new chair of the state party, Anderson Clayton, um, who put down her sippy cup and threw him under the bus without hesitation. You know, Clayton is a true believer on this issue. You know this because in her Twitter profile, she's got her pronouns there, which is a trendy way of declaring that there are many, many, many genders and no one can ever be quite sure who belongs to which. Until it is explicitly stated, which is why you're supposed to begin every conversation with everybody. Hey, I'm Pete. He, him. Like, this is the absurdity. right? Apparently, state Democrat Party signs off on this fringe idea. Even though 44% of Democrats still believe that there are only two genders. Did you know that? Like, you would, not, you would never have guessed this by looking at media reports. But 44% of Democrats believe there are only two genders. I mean, 56 say there aren't, so that's, that's kind of problematic still. But 44, that's higher than I thought it would be. Four days later, State Senator Val Applewhite joined the Republicans in voting to block trans-identifying males from competing on girls' teams. This was an especially painful defection because Applewhite was meant to be a more reliable replacement for her predecessor, Kirk Devier. Cooper personally went all in on Applewhite in the 2022 primary in order to get rid of Devere, who occasionally crossed the aisle and voted with Republicans. Can't be having that. Applewhite got the same treatment that Kyle Parrish got, with post after post after post denouncing her heresy. And now, apparently, she got threatened. She's gotten threatened. Um... Right. Well, that's tolerance, as we all know. Um, a federal judge, meanwhile, has struck down Arkansas's first-in-the-nation ban on gender-affirming care. This is the uh, ABC News story. They use the term gender-affirming. I would submit it as gender-denying care. They say it's unconstitutional. The first ruling to overturn such a prohibition as a growing number of Republican-led states adopt similar restrictions. Again, restrictions are laws, and they call them protections. Right? Might I submit that there are still only, as there always has been, two genders, and uh, I think it's you kind of give away the game also when you say non-binary, because a binary is, you know, like one or the other, <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, I think you guys might be confusing personality. You know, we're all individuals. We're all people, we're, right? We, our own characteristics and character flaws and and traits and such. But but it's just personality types. Like growing up, there were girls that you know used to play sports with all the guys. They hung out with the guys. They were tomboys. And, like, I, I, I'm curious to know, like, is that now something we're supposed to medicate or affirm away? Right? Are we supposed to say, no, you're actually a boy? And so now here's a whole bunch of testosterone and we're going to chop off your, your breasts. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna shave down the muscle on your forearm and peel it off and then stitch it up. And attach it to your body, so it gives this illusion that you have a, a twig with the berries, right? It, it, but it doesn't work. So th- so this is an illusion. This doesn't make you something. That's, 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 it's an exterior thing, right? So is it possible that you just are maybe gay or lesbian? Is that possible? Or maybe you're just, you know, confused, maybe you're depressed, maybe you have some other issues, maybe you're you've suffered trauma. Again, I have great empathy for people who have gender dysphoria and are confused by this stuff. First off, I would say, you know, talk to a professional. Well, I say that, but then I'm like, gosh, I don't even trust them. Here's a better idea. Get the hell off of Instagram and TikTok. It's killing people. Okay. News is next.